Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Hey, 2Xers, Bill Kasky back at the 2X Podcast. I uh, just got off the road, had an awesome day down in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, back here at it today. So I wanted to talk about something first before we went into the market, which is number two of our five M's. We're getting ready to launch a peer group called the 2X Group. We have several of those going right now, and we took a little time and didn't launch anything in the last quarter of last year. But uh, in February, we're going to be launching a new 2X Group. And if you are interested in a peer group that helps you take some of these principles and concepts that we're speaking about and execute them, put them into your world, then you might be a candidate for the 2X Group. What I would recommend, if you have any interest at all, is to go to the 2xgroup.com. There's an overview there. There's a short video. And uh, if you are so inclined and would like to have a conversation with me live, uh, we can do that. You can sign up for that there too. So uh, the 2X group starts in February. Uh, We'll be starting some more this year, but that's the next one. And uh, if you thought if you might be interested in it, you can go to the site and take a look. Number two today, we're going to be talking about the market. We talked about the mindset last time. And the market is the second M, and it's in that order because you have to kind of know, who am I targeting? Who am I calling on? Who is my ideal client? So I'm going to give you four or five things today that I think you can do. Actually, four things, four assignments. And uh, I want you to do these because the clearer you get about who your market is and, and what they look like and what they how they think, the better off you're going to be when you are targeting them and pursuing them. So the ideal client concept has two components to it. One is the psychographics of the client, and one is the demographics of the client. So these are the first two things that I want you to think about. The psychographics are, what are the attributes of your perfect client? And you could even say your perfect prospect, too, because you are in prospect mode here. So what are the attributes of your ideal prospect? Uh, do they allow you in to talk to anybody inside the organization? I find in my business that if a person wants to, is considering bringing me in, a CEO or a VP of sales, if I find that they're very uh, cautious about who they want me to talk to or who they give me availability to, that's not a good thing. That's not a perfect prospect. And on the other hand, I've got prospects say, look, we want help. We want you to come in and help us fix some of these sales problems. Talk to anybody you want. So I like uh, the second, obviously. So what kind of attributes does the ideal client need to portray or need to possess for you to say, yep, that's an ideal client? So think about that a little bit. What are those attributes? And I bet you can come up with openness, 
uh, honest sharing of information. If, if you need to know certain information, when you go into a prospect and they're unwilling to share it, then they have dropped down the rung of the ideal client. The problem with this whole thing of ideal client is that if we call on too many people who are not ideal clients, then our closing rate goes down. The national closing rate, six to 10%. I think I've mentioned that before. That's very low. That means we're spending an inordinate amount of time pursuing people who are not going to buy. And that just takes, it's just, a, it's a waste. It's a waste of resource. It's a waste of a life. Think about if you spent 90% of your business life chasing people who weren't going to buy. And at the same time, we want to know, well, give me some time management techniques. Well, first time management technique is be really clear about who you're pursuing and don't pursue anybody who is not an ideal client or at least on the edges and, and can be groomed into an ideal client. So psychographics is number one. Number two, demographics. In my business, it is useful to have the demographic data, which is how many salespeople do they have? What is their ge geographic reach? How much money do the salespeople earn? I find that if a sales team earns, you know, seventy-five to two hundred thousand dollars a year, they're a more likely candidate for me than a sales team that earns way more than that or way less than that. That's just that's nothing that I've. Uh, there's no empirical evidence. It's just a rule of thumb that I have. But what are the demographic uh, elements of their business? And these are the demographics are things that you can actually measure. They're metric. They either have a sales force of 20 or they have a sales force of five. It's not like you don't know that. So attributes a little bit a little bit more fuzzy. But demographics are very, it's hard data. What's their revenue picture? What's their profitability? What are the things that in your business they really need to have demographically for them to be a good prospect for you? Number three, I think it's important to be so clear about the ideal client that you can uh, create an avatar for that client. And an avatar is basically uh, my ideal client is a 55-year-old female who runs a company. The company typically has uh, 25 to 100 employees. They typically do this per year. Uh, she has run this company from its founding 10 years ago. She is the founder, whatever those things are. Now you're saying, well, but not everybody's going to fit that. No, but if you have a good understanding of your ideal client, guess what happens when you're out in the field talking to something in the field, in the fields? <laughs> Never liked that word out in the field. And then I use it. When you're out in the marketplace, that's better, out in the marketplace, you will come across somebody and you'll say, Wait a minute, that's her. CEO, founded the company 10. I mean, it's amazing when the clearer you are about your avatar, about your ideal client avatar, you will find people will fit that or they won't. And if they don't, that's totally okay. I just had a prospect who I, I went down to see a couple of weeks ago. But it just didn't fit. It just didn't feel right. And when I looked at the ideal client avatar, not only were the psychographics off, the demographics were good, psychographics were way off, but also the avatar didn't fit at all. My ideal client uh, looks like this, came from this background, is in growth mode, wants to do better, wants to invest in their people. This person had none of that. So it really helped me make a decision after one call, and I was able to call the person back, say, you know what, not a fit. 
and I, I hold no hard feelings. And he was a little upset about it, a little angry, uh, well, maybe not angry, but a little bewildered at well, why would you come all the way down here? And I said, I, I just, it just didn't, just didn't feel right. So the avatar is really important. You, uh, you might even have a picture of that person. And just take a picture of an if it's a 55-year-old woman who's a CEO, then find a picture of a 55-year-old-ish woman and, uh, and give her a name. And I think what you'll find is that will help your sales team or help you or help your support team if you have a support team that helps you. Just th this is our ideal client. And number four, so we've got psychographics, we've got demographics, we've got a an avatar, and I also want you to write the backstory. I want you to write the backstory. And this kind of goes a little bit along with the avatar, but I want you to write the backstory of the ideal client that you will be calling on. So in my business, it could be that my I have several avatars. I have the CEO of a business, and I also have the VP of sales of a business for our consulting, our larger consulting contracts. Now, I have another avatar of sales professional for the 2X group. I mean, there's other avatars we have, but let's just take, take a look at that one first. And the backstory is, why don't you write an autobiography as if you were that person? Write it from their perspective. And it's almost like you would say, uh, you know, I uh, graduated from college in, in 1978 and I uh, started in sales and I progressed through the ranks to become a sales manager. And uh, about 10 years ago, I was able to take over a company where there was a founder who wanted me to come in and serve as president. And over the last few years, I, I've done that and I've become frustrated because I feel like we have so much market opportunity and yet our sales team doesn't always pursue that in the right way. And so I feel at the end of each year that we've done okay, but we really haven't we really are not hitting on all cylinders. And, and my mission is we could hit, whatever that is. I'm just, I'm making it up as I go here. Uh, but write an, a an autobiography, I guess that would be, from the perspective of the person who's your ideal client. See if you can get inside their life or get inside their, their thinking about when they see the world, how they see the world. If you can do that, you, you, your messaging will become amazingly spot on. If you can't do that, you're going to default to talking about your products and some kind of superficial pains that they fix and solution. And you'll be talking about pain points, which I don't like. I don't like the word pain points because I think that implies that I have one point of pain. Pain is etheric. Uh, I, may have, I may have a business that I'm running that I'm frustrated because it's not working properly. The sales team is not working. I don't have a point of pain. I have lots of it. Or I have lots of aspirations and lots of goals. So I think you need to think about the backstory and think about it in a way. And I would start writing. And you know what you'll find? You'll find you may not know as much as you think you do about your client. Or you've never thought about it in this way. So those are the four things I leave you with today. And that all falls under the area of market. And I think the clearer you get, as I said, I know this is, sounds like a broken record. It's not a record. It's a, ta it's a tape. Uh, I think the clearer you get, the, the better. So once again, a reminder, go to the 2X group if you have any inclination of getting involved in a mastermind group. I wrote about mastermind groups, uh, and I think you really need to consider, not if it's not ours, it's somebody else's, be in a group with people who are like-minded, who also want to grow, and I think you'll find some amazing results happening because of that. Anyway, that's it for today. Talk tomorrow.
You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.